Welcome to another episode of the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, my government name. <laughs> Let's go. Up first, legendary comedian David Allen Greer, you know, from In Living Color, the movie Boomerang, and so many other shows. He stopped by, and he was on fire. Check it out. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but get on, man. Get it on. Welcome program. Again, that's Dr. Drew. I'm me. And David Allen Greer, once again, has joined us in the studio. What's cracking? Dag is going to be doing live stand-up at Caroline's. That is just a great room. That is tonight, February 7th through the 9th. Now, is that one show Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday? What? Hmm. It's like you're reading my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then I fly home Sunday. Why? Because I'm nominated for a Grammy. Nice. <laughs> and I'm doing the Grammy pre-show thing. Oh, uh, hold on. Nominated for a Grammy. Now, yes. I know you get nominated for Tony's, but oh, tell us God. about the Grammy. Well, here's really what happened is Porgy and Beth got nominated for the best Broadway soundtrack. Uh People started texting me. They were like, congratulations. I'm like, congratulations for what? It's not like me. It's like 900 people. And you were solo in that second act? Of course. I have two or three. But the point is this. uh, (laughs) My my manager goes, no, there's been a change to the rules. Uh You know, because it's starring me, Audra, Norm Lewis. Uh If a Grammy is awarded, we actually get Grammy awards. So, yes, you were nominated. So the, the week later... Dinglings, please welcome Grammy nominated, uh-huh. your headliner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So you do now, you do do a show Sunday night in Caroline's, right? No, uh-uh. Oh, you're just I doing can't. Friday, Saturday. Oh, you got to come Friday, back for Saturday. the Grammys, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Normally, the schedule is one Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, and then one Sunday. One Sunday. You know what happened at the Sunday show? Mm. Pussy time. That's Woo! right. So hey, you got hey. nominated. Shaka. And now you're back and going to the Grammys. Yes, sir. Excited. Very I get a thing from my book publisher, Random House, every once in a while, or so far twice, and says... You know, we need to do something with this uh, Grammy nomination for uh, audiobook. Like you, you know, we we got to spear. You got to spearhead something. It's 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 this weird thing where I don't know if you've experienced this with publishers, but they go. Do they have a Grammy nomination for best audiobook? That's crazy. yeah, they do. They do. Well, I don't know. It's like spoken word or something yeah. like that. Did you get but nominated? Like, no, I didn't because they tell me. Oh. You got to spearhead the movement, and so I'm like, so you didn't the fuck do I know? What does that mean? You didn't get nominated? <laughs> no, they gave it. They give it to hold like on, Betty Adam, White or on. something. So you're not in my category. Oh, team up with Audrey, you'll be nominated. Well, I just wondered. Yeah, who? Let's anyway. let's figure this out. Let's see if we can figure out who got nominated for you know spoken word or audio, whatever. I'd like to know. But they that. just they just have books. Um, it's not really. I don't think it's based necessarily on who the best is or who the funniest is. It's just like who had the initiative and who launched a campaign. Did they? Yeah, I don't know how it works, actually. Well, think of it like this. I mean, how many Grammys did the Beatles get? Mm-hmm. I don't think they got hardly I'm any. Agree- I mean, I'm, I'm the Beatles of, uh, of books. I agree with <laughs> yeah, that. It has nothing to do with sales or anything. The it, 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 Janice Ian, Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, see, Ellen DeGeneres has people that do this. R- Rachel Maddow. No, no Rachel I, I think Maddow. you're wrong, Adam. Bill, Bill, Adam Bill, Bill, Bill. It has nothing to do with how many little e-books you sell. It has to do with the quality of your work. Janice Ian. That's why you have What it. is her book? I was kind of ugly when I was 17 kinda? and no one kinda? wanted to fuck me. Uh, I thought Janice Ian died, by the way. Oh, Michelle Obama, <laughs> Bill Clinton. Right. So they get this eclectic mix in there and... 
Ellen, uh, Ellen DeGeneres, by the way. Uh, she was persecuted for being gay. Right. It's really uh, – imagine – She was unemployed for six months. Imagine if she was a man and straight, how rich she'd be today. I mean, right <laughs> now she's scraping by. I know, but – She's getting by. But imagine if she was – imagine if she had a penis <laughs> – Imagine she had a penis and didn't want to suck it. You know what I'm saying? How rich would she be? How big would she well, be right now? She's struggling. If she was a dude, let's just be honest. But her she's talk a straight show, dude. Listen, how would that be going? Listen, in her defense, her talk show's only been on how many years? Six, 13? Now, yeah, 14. Oh, we hold women. Oh, yeah. We hold women and lesbians down in our society. See, my argument is always it's just the opposite. If she was just a dude and she was straight, I don't think we know who she was. Why? Well, I know. I know one thing. Right now, it's you can't get out the closet fast enough. It's <laughs> right. Like people are lining up. Right. They're heroes. Lining up. She's a hero. Yeah, you're right. She was out of work for a whole six months. She was. Yeah. That's right. All right. But imagine if she was a dude and had a penis and didn't want to blow it. Well, she'd have a podcast. That's right. A mm-hmm. whole network. That's mm-hmm. what would be going on. Mm-hmm. Or she'd yep. be doing them fake-ass uh, rehab mm-hmm. shows like Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Janice and Society's Child is the winner, or it's just the last one you guys are leaving on the screen? Oh, I think Gary left that because you were asking what book it was. Oh, okay. Wasn't that, that was her memoir or something? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. So I didn't like, it, it, Drew, do you get this when you write books like your publisher does? No. They, hey, you've got to go get no. this, and you've got to find that person, and you've no. got to. No. My wow. my my publisher's always like, do you know you know when they do the forward thing or like mm-hmm. who's like can you ask oh, Seth McFarlane can you ask David Allen Greer can you ask? I just said because here but can you just ask, <laughs> can you get all these guys and then they're always like can you go out and I always think to myself like at a certain point I go I could do all that but what do we what do we need you for yeah if 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 at a certain point I'm just doing me, everything my publisher told me it's not coming out in paperback. We're done with you. Really? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Well, don't worry. Is that before the Grammy nomination? Uh, now. Oh, they're, they're crawling around. Now he's coming back. They're All right. Uh, we got your phone calls. We were talking off the air a lot about concussions and about football. Also, uh, if you like the show, you like what you hear, and you want to help support the Pirate Ship, you can go to Adam and Drew. You can go to the Adam and Drew page, and you can click on the PayPal donate button and keep us afloat if you like what you hear. Now, so you what don't about have the photo- concussions? Well, here's my thing. As I was saying to Dr. Drew in a nutshell, um, the crux of the thing is I feel football is going to change. And I, 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 I even believe there are a lot of people who feel that football as we know it, as we grew up watching it, will not, is going to cease to exist. Maybe. <clears throat> because of the, I'll tell you why, because the head trauma thing, it's not, well, number one, it's the lawsuits from these players when the NFL knew that there was a connection. That's, that's their premise. You know, and the NFL is like going, well, you know, it's a high risk sport. You knew what was going on. And you chose to play. That's not why it's never going to exist. It's not going to exist because parents, to feed the football machine, when you go all across the country, you know, Pop Warner, that starts when kids are seven, eight, nine years old. By the time they're into um, high school, they've already been tracked um, and segregated and mm-hmm. developed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so much a part of the machine of football. Once concerned parents crown the country go, head injuries, something could happen to my child. No, dude, you're playing soccer. That's what's going to kill it. Well, 
It's starting to happen. A couple things. It is starting to happen. There's a couple things. Back in the day, there used to be a lot of Jewish boxers. And then... Wait a minute. What? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of Jewish... Like the the gangster squad's about a boxer. Oh, it is. That's a movie. Gay gangster squad or just yeah. gangster? No, they're, 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 they're not himself. Hey, Adam. Hey, Adam. There used to be there used to be opera singing. Simone. <laughs> Simone. <laughs> no, there were a lot of Jewish. There were a lot of Jewish fighters, and there were a lot of Italian fighters, and there was a lot of Irish fighters, and a lot of Irish. a lot of Irish yeah. fighters, and there was a lot of Italians and Jews. People don't know there were a lot of Jewish Immigrants. fighters. Immigrants, yeah. poor well, people. They, okay, what happened? Well, they came up. They, they came up. The lowest, they got, the they lowest got, on the They rung. got educated. Their parent, and you know, a couple generations later, forty years later, there weren't what so many Italian point? fighters. What is your point? Uh, now there are a lot of black fighters and a lot of Hispanic fighters. There's always the folks that aren't doing as well are going to be willing to go out there and get their head kicked around just a exactly, little bit. Exactly. So what's going to happen with football? I believe is the folks like you, Drew, who have kids and you're of means who are – you're educated and you're not going to – you're going to start pulling your kids out of there. Uh, Michael Irvin's mom with the nine brothers and sisters well, living in know. the Sears gardening shed is still going to let her kid play ball as a ticket out of their life. I understand, but here's the, here's the difference. Here's the difference. <laughs> Powerful. NF- no, you're right. You're absolutely right. right. But the NFL – like there's nothing bigger in this country. There's no bigger sport. They've taken great pains to paint and create this picture of the NFL professional football being all American. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> they don't want that stain on this industry. It's different. Everybody knows, has known for, for forever. Boxing is a blood sport. You don't get mm-hmm. smarter boxing. You know, Mm -hmm. you get punched in your head. The point, how do I win a boxing match? I hit you with my fist so hard that I concuss you. I short-circuit your brain with brute force and make you stop, make you fall down, knock you the fuck out. That's how you win. Quiet as a cop, that's how you win in football, too. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. Up next, the one and only Kathy Lee Gifford stopped by to talk to, to talk to the fellows about podcast life, appearances, and living a life of gratitude. Take a listen. Kathy Lee Gifford oh, yes, is of course. with us. Kathy Lee? Hello, gentlemen. How are you today? Doing well. How are you doing? I got, I'm always honest, I'll tell you, I've got my foot up in the air, Uh-oh. I, uh, I've got an ice pack on it, I am um, under the uh, medication, Dr. Drew, I hope you don't mind, but of uh, major amounts of uh, Benadryl, a, a nasty little yellow jacket got me a couple of days ago, and it makes me crazy that something so small can have such impact on your life. Hey, let me give you a, a little bit of advice. Sometimes, uh, I don't want to second guess what your doctor is doing, but sometimes you get a certain amount of tissue breakdown from those and they get infected. And some antibiotics, like a first-generation cephalosporin, goes a long way in helping these things get better fast. Well, I appreciate you saying that because yeah. guess what? I had a shot of that in my good. butt today good, 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 good. and a shot of Benadryl in the other one. And uh, so I, I basically, that's a disclaimer that going forward, 
I am not responsible for anything that I say or do. Good. That should be fun. Good. I feel the same way. For everything, <laughs> all the time, including family and intimate matters as well. There you go. So I uh, wasn't there. I didn't do it. Uh, I was there. I don't remember doing it. It's more the answer. <laughs> and uh, I've, the, or the thing I say most often, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> that doesn't sound like something I would say. <laughs> well, you said. All good. All good stuff. Uh, Kathy Lee and company, by the way, name of the new podcast. Regis Philbin is the guest on her first uh, episode. And it's available October 23rd yeah. at podcastone.com. I, just, I know. Good company I'm in, huh? Yes, I have one called All About Women on Podcast One, and both you and Hoda are invited any time. Oh, have you, we are here at your dis, uh, discretionary, or is that a, is, that's a financial That's a term. disposal award. That's a Benadryl-filled <laughs> term. These did, days I get them all confused. Did you, did you interview Regis yet? Have you done the podcast? No, we're going to do it this week. You, I you, will find, you will find podcasting a very different experience than just about anything else in media. It's really interesting how different it is. Well, you, for me, it's different because it means no hair, no makeup, and no spanks. It, it also means no no bridal. You're free to do whatever. You I don't want. know why you can't I'm masturbate scary, when you're. Adam. <laughs> kind what? Of frightening. Oh yeah, I understand the hair and the makeup part, but I still feel like I would need to masturbate. Anyway, <laughs> um, the I, you know for a I'm chick, resist the urge personally. <laughs> for for a for a lady. That is a big deal, that hair and that makeup. Oh, yeah. For the fellas, you know, when I did uh, Celebrity Apprentice, they'd ship us out of that hotel at 6 a.m. Ha- hair and makeup for the ladies, 4.30. Oh. You know, know. and a lot of them would get down there at 4.30. Ugh. And you, because the camera's up your ass well, the, the entire time. The more you are, the earlier you arrive. Uh, right. Now, for the, for the fellas, a little powder and a little dippity-doo, and 10 minutes later, you're I out know, the door. Nothing's fair. You know what? I think I blame it all on Eve anyway. <laughs> and it's only so, fair. We should pay more. Right. She's the one that said, you know, eat the damn apple. So but No, I, I, Hoda and I, years ago, like three and a half or so years ago, went makeup free on our air. Oh, I remember that. And, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, it was, it's liberating. Yeah. So I can't wait for the podcast thing. Drew called it courageous at the time. <laughs> yeah, um, stupid is another word. But um, I think people kind of respect it. When well, you, let me... When you l- get rid of the charade, l- you know, l- and say, look, listen, this is what I really look like, people. You know, this is after my glam team, you know. Let me, let me say, uh, let, me, let me suggest this, Kathy. Okay. If people, it's, it's, it's right up there with getting your teeth whitened. Right. I realized that I had to have my teeth whitened because I was sitting in between a host and a guest on a sofa, maybe even Jimmy Kimmel's show or Leno's show or somebody's show, mm-hmm. and somebody said to me, you have to get your teeth whitened. Well, I didn't have to get my teeth whitened. Those other guys needed to leave their teeth alone, and then you would have seen one long <laughs> bar of yellow. Association. <laughs> well, think about it. If everybody gets a tit job, then you got to get a tit job. If everyone gets their teeth whitened, then your teeth seem gray compared to everyone you're That's in the picture true. with. You can never, ever, ever visit England again. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. I've, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I, I think all women ought to let their hair go. 
Let it go. Stop with the ironing. Stop with the blow drying. The millions of kilowatts that would be saved. The millions of hours saved. The millions of products saved. Spent on their hair. Just everyone just wears it in a bun. Well, Drew, what? Well, it'd if, be like 19th century again. No, you want That's what they did. We all go Amish. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say it's, it used to be the way. You just well, tied it up and put a bonnet on it. Can Can I say this? Can I suggest this? Uh, the you know 70 cents to the dollar, which is sort of a myth, but the glass ceiling may exist. Whatever. What if you? had to spend an hour a day blowing hot air onto your head. I mean, that would set you back in almost every realm, every facet. If you had to spend thousands of hours of your life working an iron through your hair, or just working on your hair, how far back would you be in your career and whatever other endeavors? Well, I would have had a different career, all that um, hot air blowing. I would have gone into politics. <laughs> I love that sense of humor, baby. So that's, that's just truth. What are you planning on? I want to. I want to know the story, Kathy. I want to know how it all began. Where you come from? My where... father had sex with my mother. Yeah. No. Further back. <laughs> oh, God! As it says in the Psalms, saw me before. I, well, no, that wasn't before. Uh, no, that's that's pretty much when how all I right. came to be. So, Daddy forgot to pull out, and then what? And gratefully so, I ended up with the greatest family since the Cleavers that would ever happen so be careful um, Kathleen. Coming... people say that to me i'm always suspect immediately so here's the deal my daddy died 12 years ago now and there's not a day that goes by that i don't thank god for him in my life and this is no joke i mean every great lesson in life i ever learned i learned from my dad before he passed away and 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 in his most critical days and months before he he did pass. I learned everything about how to end your life with grace and dignity and courage. That's important. Yeah, and I'm blessed. I am one of those people that doesn't have a leg to stand on when you start blaming the victimization thing about where you came from. I had, I, we had nothing financially, but we had everything that matters in life. Because I had a mom and a dad who, um, who, who just got it. They understood. They didn't have children they couldn't afford. They had children that they wanted. They they blessed the children that they had, and they spent the rest of their lives uh, teaching us that we're not here to be entitled. We are to whom much is given, much is required. And there's not a day, literally, that goes by that I don't hear my daddy's voice saying things like, "I love you too much to deny you the privilege of making mistakes." Did they, or, did they stay I'm, together? Uh, pardon? Did they stay together? Oh yeah, they yeah. would have celebrated I, basically with their 60th wedding anniversary, maybe even more. Wow. My daddy in, died in 2002, in November, so we're coming up on the 12th anniversary. No, 20, what is that? The 13th? What yeah, 11th. My parents' 50th is coming up, Yeah. except for they got divorced somewhere around the 7th. <laughs> yeah, but technically, Adam, it's I still coming. Even qual- I mean, it's out there. Right? Yeah, the impact they- of that. So, uh, Kathy, can I can I say uh, pay you this compliment, but ask you how you get this, which is um, <clears throat> I've been kind of thinking a lot about this in life, and all the people. My one of my favorite thinkers is a man by the name of Dennis Prager, who I enjoy very much. He uh, does radio out here. Is a wait a minute, the pastor from Chicago? No, no, this is a large Jewish man <laughs> who's just a has a lot of wisdom. Yeah. And he says almost every time there's one of these mass shootings and somebody goes on a rampage, that person looks at themselves as a victim. 
that person looks at themselves right. as being oh, no. either bullied or okay. discriminated. Well, I mean, oh no, they wait. have they have mental he's issues. Wrong. He's disconnected from reality and well, believes that God is no, or devil no, is telling them or no, whatever. No, no, no. The, he's the that, jo- they're the Joker. No, the no, Batman's but, kind no, of, you know, quiet, come on now. Quite true. No, quiet, <laughs> quiet. They're also vic- No, but they. I don't mean not necessarily victims, but they have been done wrong by women, by cl- classmates, by. There is a lot, of that. There's a lot of that thinking. There's a lot of thinking in the world. Now. Well, there's well, yeah. they're, they're emotionally a mess. I mean, yes. I'm sorry. They have mental issues. Yeah. And part of the mental issue is everybody at the workplace has victimized me or hates me. Yeah. or is making my, They're going in there to kill people for a reason, oftentimes. Mm. But they've not been done right. Yeah. And, Kathy, there's a lot of people who grow up in pretty good circumstances and still have pretty big beefs. For instance, you were... Let's say poor. You you could you could focus on that aspect of your childhood the way Adam does the way I do. <laughs> Only about your childhood, <laughs> but the p- people that have gratitude, the people I always say, you know, I yes. I don't personally do it. I can't do it. But wake up in the morning and go, wow, look at me. I have my health. Yes. I have my family. If the sun is shining. Yes. What a great day! Gratitude is a extremely important thing that people. It's the most important thing. Of well, being happy. The whole attitude I, towards the rest of your. But people left that behind, though. You're right. Gratitude does not is not a commonly look at. You think our leaders in, inculcate gratitude these days? No. Think about that. No, they want everyone to be upset and angry and agitated and, and, and want more, get more, give more, and whatever. Showing up pay at more. the voting polls. Yeah. Right, and uh, you know, no, all they do is get up on the pulpit and talk about why you're being held down, why the plan fields not even why they try to engender this dissatisfaction of it all so how do you get that gratitude you had a family you said they they didn't have much money but you didn't care how do you have how do you stay on the positive side of of these memories well my dad um was a russian jewish uh his both of his, his his father was a russian immigrant he was a russian jew First generation, my, his mother was uh, almost all American Indian, so we used to call my daddy sitting Shiva. <laughs> and but he never, he just he. It's, I think it's a choice. Your attitude is a choice you make. My father's father left him when he was a child, and he ended up being the youngest in his family, but took care of the, the whole family. Uh, he never saw himself as a victim. He said, "This is a great country. I am blessed." to be here. He had three jobs for as as long as I can remember. My mom sold eggs door to door. But as a result, we we saw it as well. My daddy was a jazz saxophonist, so we had music in the family. And my mom sold eggs door to door, so we never went hungry. You know, and it's it's a choice you make. Am I going to be better or bitter? And I'm I'm just so grateful that I chose the better path. We'll be right back with more of the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. We are back with the final clip of the episode, so let's get right to it. Up next, comedian Doug Benson came on the show to talk about the art of stand-up. You know, stand-up comedians, they have an art, and they illustrate it. He stopped and talked with the fellas, and of course, he never disappoints. Here's the clip. Doug Benson is joining us in studio. Hello. Good to see you, Doug. Good to be here. Doug's got a new web series, Getting Doug with High. It mm-hmm. streams live on Wednesdays at 4.15 Pacific. YouTube.com slash Doug Benson is where you go. I'll be on the show 
soon enough. That's True. what they're saying is that you've agreed to do it. I've I've agreed in principle to do everything, Doug. Well, but you know, on my show, we smoke weed the, for the entire show. It's forty five oh, you, you, minutes. You've never seen him high with Adam. Adam with high. I, 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 I think it's, I've smoked with Adam, but I can get it's high. A, it's a rare occasion. I can get high. Okay. I might bring a little mangria. All right. <laughs> have a little a little each. Just, you know, even myself out just a little bit. And Drew, of course, is welcome to sit there next to us. I can't get high with you guys. And mm-hmm. watch. You have a brownie or something. All right. I yeah. I mean, out. I would love to be the guy that uh, slip me got, one. got Dr. Mm-hmm. Drew to smoke on camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's good ratings. Yeah. A uh, couple things uh, real quick like uh, me, uh, us... Not Dr. Drew, but uh, my podcast, Borderline Thousand Oaks, uh, that is uh, tomorrow at 8 p.m. We're doing a live podcast. And uh, me, Bevmo, tomorrow, 6 o'clock in Ventura County. 6 o'clock in Ventura County. I know. It used to be 5. It is now 6. I've done the math on this. Why don't we ever do a live podcast? We'll do that. Uh-huh. We'll get that uh, set up soon. You're doing a show from the Bevmo? Um, signing some bottles of Mangria at the Bevmo. You don't have your signed bottle. Six o'clock. <laughs> you got to get a signed bottle. Come on, Doug. all right, Doug. Oh, and uh, I should say uh, also that uh, Doug's doing some live stand-up shows, Houston, and uh, that's uh, tomorrow, November fifteenth, and uh, Warehouse Live. Also, uh, Portland, November twenty-third, Helium Comedy Club. Doug, uh, traveling about doing stand-up, still into it, getting tired? How's how's the feeling on traveling around the country? Because Adam's tired. Well, I'm now, sure. Now, a lot of comedians are tired. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it can be exhausting, but um, as you know from your schedule these days, uh, one way to keep it interesting and uh, not get too sick of it is to just have uh, you know different things you do at each stop. You know, mm-hmm. So I'll do a Douglas Movies one night, and then the next night I'll do a – Movie interruption where me and my friends sit in the movie theater and you know talk during the movie. Right, and then another night I'll do stand up. Right, you know, and I've and I've got you know several other podcasts that I do <laughs> that that, uh, that can travel. So right, so I'm always doing different kinds of shows. Even, yeah, even though I'm traveling a lot. No, no, exactly what you mean. Which is if you're just doing stand up and maybe the same act or close to it night after night, you get a little burnt out. But you go and mix it up. You do a different format. Yeah. You do a lot of improvised stuff. Bring some joy to it. Yeah. I, I like that audiences are willing to pay to just just hear me and my friends, you know, talk shit, you know, talk shit and, and good things to say about movies or whatever. But it's a new it's a new thing. Uh, it didn't exist. It didn't. And, I, you know, when I say it didn't exist three years ago, I'm not exaggerating. It didn't exist two years ago, really, this kind of go up there bring out some guests and wing it sort of sort of thing. Stand up was pretty well orchestrated. It, it it's meant to be like magic in the sense that it's supposed to look like one thing but it's really quite well orchestrated, you know. Yeah. It, and a guy comes up and does his act and even if in the middle of his act he goes, "Oh, wait a minute, I just thought of something, man." I guarantee you he said that same thing last night, the night before, and the town before, and the weekend before. So you can get a yeah, little. Sometimes you're lucky enough to catch it on the first time, but uh, a, a lot of great jokes are created on stage, and then and then we cheat and act like we're recreating it uh, every time. Right, but listen, if you're skilled, just like the magician is skilled, then if you see it for the 135th time and Doug Benson goes, oh, wait a minute, I just thought of something, if he's good at what he does, which is a good illusionist, you then believe him and it feels satisfying. 
Yeah. Because you don't know that he came up with that thing. In well, especially Portland. my crowd doesn't know because they, <laughs> they, they could have seen the show the last time I was <laughs> right. in town. And then they come back. And, oh, I, don't know, I don't know what you said, but I remember it was fun. Is, is there anything different when you go to Colorado or Oregon now or Washington? Oh, it's uh, those those states have been so far ahead of everybody that it's, Already. Been, it's been pretty. But, you know, uh, I haven't done a show there yet where people uh, – you know, light up during the show. That well, but, but I wonder if it if it diminish if the humor is not as interesting to them because the bloom is off the rose. They've like gotten where they need to go, and that's that. Yeah, but the, the the whole argument of like people do it and people are interested in it because it's illegal. Yeah, is, yeah. Uh, you know, that's hooey because well, people uh, people wouldn't get drunk as much as they do if they were just doing it. I, I actually because it was illegal for a no, while. No, I actually agree with you, and that's why I was asking <laughs> that question because yeah, I think yeah. it'd be, Colorado and Oregon are sort of case. Case studies. Mm-hmm. Is it Oregon, yeah. Washington? It's was Washington, Oregon, and Colorado, right? Uh, or Oregon did, hasn't gotten on board yet. They, so Washington, uh, Colorado. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's shocking to me that uh, they didn't get there first because you know Oregon, Oregon. They already use weed as currency. But Oregon is weird, though. There's a very conservative group yeah, within. Sure. People don't understand. I, I, when Adam stood me up once at Oregon State, recall. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, that. God damn it. I, I, I swear to fucking God, you guys listen up. You know, you know, this happens a lot. It, it happens to me a fucking lot because, like, my wife will do this. She'll know I don't want to go to my daughter's kindergarten single, sing along, whatever, you know? Yeah. But I'll tell her, like, what happened. Like, I'll go, I went. To the school, I parked, I went in, I went to her classroom, I banged on the door, I opened the door, no one was in there. Then I walked to another room and no one was in there. Then I found Sonny's teacher and I said, where is Natalia? Where's her class? Where's the sing-along? And she said, it's in room 221. So I opened room the door to 221. And I opened the door, and there's just three teachers in there eating, and they're all just looked at me. So I walked around again, and I and I thought I knew the room, and I reached for the door, and I swear to God, Sonny's teacher said, "Not in there, not no, no, don't bother opening that door. She's not in there." And I said, "Fuck it," and I went home. Well, they were in there, and the teacher literally stopped me as the, I, I was teacher, re- you've, you've... Sonny's teacher, oh, Sonny's as teacher. I was reaching for the door and said, "Your daughter's not in that classroom," and I went. Well, I'm out of ideas, and I'm parked in the 20-minute parking, by the way. So, fuck it. <laughs> and I drove home, and my wife's reaction the whole time was, okay, so you didn't want to go? And I was like, I was there. I was looking. I went through three classrooms. All right, well, we're disappointed that you didn't want to go. And I was like, you're right. I didn't want to go, but I was there, and I did go through. This fucking thing with Drew, you and your fucking manager, <laughs> I went to the fucking airport to go do the show in Oregon. <laughs> The flight was canceled. They canceled the fucking flight because of weather. I tried to get on another flight, and they said, well, that flight's going to land later than this flight is going to land. So uh, I tried a few more flights, and I went home because the the place was socked in, and my flight was canceled. And then Drew and fucking Howard, your manager, is always like, so you didn't want to go to that gig. You should have just said something. And I'm like... I went, yes, I didn't want to go. I don't want to go anywhere. But I went to the fucking airport and the flight was canceled. All right, but if you didn't want to go, you should have said something. And I'm like, stop fucking putting this in the column of me not wanting to go. The it flight, should be in the you were lucky you didn't have to right, go column. The flight was canceled. I was at the airport. I didn't get there and miss the flight. I did not cancel the what flight. What flight they was Drew on? How come flight. he was there? Hold on. That's where the story gets interesting. <laughs> 
because the 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 visiting the his daughter's grammar school is a perfect model for it's a, it's a perfect model for the Oregon State event because Adam didn't want to go. He didn't want to go on the flight. I was already in Oregon when his flight was canceled because we knew that that was the last flight out that day. We didn't want to risk it because they oh. told us there's often fog in Oregon. So take the earlier flight in case the last one gets canceled. I was in Oregon. That's why I was there because right. I took the earlier flight. Adam didn't want to go. And didn't want to go where? And why to, did I go uh, to Oregon? Whatever. I was at the airport trying to get on the and, flight. And <laughs> we had arranged another airline to take him if he would run across the airport. And his response no. was, fuck it. No, please. If you had another flight ready to no, go, it was that not ready to go. It. it was a hassle, and you could have barely made it, but you weren't willing no, to try. No, they were saying the airport was socked in or whatever. It in is. any and event. And we're not unwilling but, but, to try. But you, wait, wait, but here's the point Mr. Actions tell you everything you need to know. Motivation tells you, you know, behavior Listen, tells you the I story. Ca- Hold on. There it is. No, no. That's why people Untrue. tell you you didn't want to go. them. I catch the last flight to everywhere all the time because I don't want to get there five hours earlier than yeah. I need to get there. I take the last flight routinely. You guys know that if we're doing a show in Sacramento at 8 o'clock, I'll leave Burbank on a 545 flight or 610 flight and just go, fuck it. We'll get to the airport no, by I 730. Know. No, you do do that. And that's, I, that's all I ever it, it do. Not, so not an acceptable I behavior. always say Branded. I'll take the last flight in. I Branded. went to LAX. I went to go get on the Alaskan Airlines flight. They said it's canceled. That is not me. Now, if that was something that was insanely important to me. And I, it was a life or death, and I couldn't miss it, you and so on and so forth. I would have taken an earlier flight right, right. to go, I'm not going to chance this. Right, right. But I routinely, on theaters that are sold out, show up I get it. on the so, last flight. So this event, this particular, how dare you, this particular event, <laughs> Doug, how, how many people you figure he's letting down with this event? Oh, college I, I can't even, Just, you know, they, it varies wildly, but yeah, probably 1,000 people yeah, at least. 7,500. <laughs> 7,500 people no in, way. yes, in a basketball stadium. It was one of the biggest ones we'd ever done. It and was you went out there by yourself? By myself. I'd never done it before, too. Horrible. It was horrible. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I've been your host, Big Brother Jake, host of the Big Brother Jake podcast on the Podcast One Network. Remember to check back each week for new episodes. And while you're at it, don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts. Deuces!